0: Serena, do you know that now 1 in 44 kids age 8 have a diagnosis of autism?
1: I saw it on your Instagram this morning. Mama! Welcome parents to Raising Amazing.
0: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Gator Warsh, board certified pediatrician specializing in integrative medicine.
1: And I'm Serena Vincent. I'm an actor, writer, and new mother.
0: Join us in learning and laughing as we navigate through the messy path of parenthood. And
1: together, let's begin Raising Amazing. Amazing. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> data. It's devastating and confusing and I don't know, all of I, I the know things. It's, it's,
0: I mean, if you look at the graph, it's just like a mountain. <laughs> it's like a peak. It's like wow. a just, you know, every couple of years when they check, and this is still from a few years ago from where the latest data is, so it's probably higher than that. Uh, it just keeps going up by like 10%, 20% every few years. It's it's insane and and wow. and they were looking at you know different locations and and California actually has the highest rate of autism in boys it's like six point I think four percent or six point something percent. Uh, of boys have the diagnosis of autism, 6%. That's insane. That's
1: insane. And why? Is it because our air is so bad? And our, I don't know. I don't and know Because what it is. there's so many people here?
0: I, I don't think it's the people because it's a percentage, but it's like... No, the, I
1: mean like the toxicity in oh, the air. Maybe. Yeah. The pollution. And like we can't see the stars in Los Angeles.
0: Yeah, I don't... I mean, that, it's something, think, right? I, think? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's what
1: we're here. That's what we're here to do, people. We're trying to figure out...
0: It's... It, We need to be figuring this out. Like, this is a big problem. This is a huge problem. And it's not just autism. It's all uh, chronic disease. I mean, chronic disease rates just keep going up. But we have, you know, probably better statistics on autism because it's a diagnosis. So we can get the the data a little easier um, than when you just talk about all chronic disease. But come on. This is insane. I mean.
1: These are our babies. These are our kids. It's
0: going to be every child soon if we don't do something about this. I mean, look at the pattern. It just goes up and up and up and. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about detoxification and toxins, and what is causing this, and what can we do about it. And it's not all doom and gloom. And, and we're going to talk to an amazing guest today who who, who works with uh, autistic children uh, all the time, and and she will share some of her her stories of, of working with kids and getting them to to you know a diff- on a different path. And I've seen it in my office. I've definitely seen kids going on, on different. Paths and and have a diagnosis of autism and then you know lose that diagnosis several years later. So it's certainly something that that can be done and and it's just we need to be thinking about this because we need to change the trajectory. We have to
1: absolutely. And Luminara is amazing. Um, she, like you said, she has seen um, improvements in her patients. So any of you uh, autism parents out there. Um, yeah, I think you're really going to love this interview. We have Luminara Sardar is an autism recovery expert helping parents discover and address the root causes of their ch- child's challenging autism behavior so that a child can be calm, happy, develop to peer level and gain independence. And so parents can feel competent, empowered and happy. We are so thrilled to have Luminara Sardar with us here today. Welcome, Luminara.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: So you work with kids with autism and you work to shift their behaviors. And and I really wanted to talk today about autism, toxicity, neurodevelopment, and and what does toxicity really have to do with neurodevelopment and and how is that related to autism and, and behaviors?
2: Yeah, so that's kind of exactly where I zero in. What I've found with kids on the autism spectrum that I've worked with, um, especially when a parent sees their child was developing normally and then regresses, whether it's due to some toxin they put in their body or something else, um, you know, just a gradual decline. What I see in my practice is that it's um, sort of an overload of toxicity that the child's no longer able to eliminate. So we all have detox mechanisms. We have our liver, we have cellular reactions that, you know, get rid of cells. Our cells do work all the time. They excrete waste. But when you build up to such a point that it's just, it's like overwhelming. It's kind of like, um, let's say you put your trash out um, on the sidewalk for it to get carried away, but you know, the trash service service hasn't been working for three months. Well, all, everyone's been putting their trash out on the street for, you know, three months and there's just trash in the street. So no one can drive through, right. The normal processes that happen in your neighborhood can't happen. So this is kind of like what's happening in the body. Um, you know, different biochemical reactions are blocked, different, um, you know, The way toxins flow out of our body through our lymph system and our liver, they're blocked and they're overworked. And so what happens is we get this buildup, like our, our body doesn't know what to do with this stuff. So it goes, Oh, let's stick it in these fat cells. And guess what? The brain is, has a lot of fat in it. Every cell membrane is made of fat. So you think about where the body's putting toxins its putting it in the fat cells And then when we go to open the body to get those out, the brain is really the last thing that drains. So um, you have to work from the bottom of the body digestion on up. So we have this overload. The body can't handle, doesn't know what to do with the overload. So it just stashes that stuff in, in the attic, in the pipes, right? And they just get more and more clogged. And then what we start seeing is inflammation and neurons not able to connect right? So you have what's, what we call neurodevelopmental issues, sensory processing disorder, autism, you know, all kinds of what we're saying are neurological issues in these kids really because they're just full of toxins and they're, they're not efficient at getting rid of them.
1: Wow. I don't think we've ever heard anyone explain it in that way.
0: Yeah. And and and, it, and, and I mean, that's the way I, I think I about haven't. most, well, that's the way I think about most disease these days. I think that it's just, we're not getting enough nutrients, right? And we're not, filling our bodies with the things that they need. And then we're also getting too many chemicals and we're not uh, excreting them out. And so things build up in a, uh, you know, not a great balance. And then we, that turns into disease, whether it's autism or autoimmune disease or or whatever it is. But you know, there's no question with the latest statistics that autism rates just keep going up and up and up. And so we're obviously not doing something right. There's something going wrong with, in in our surroundings, in our environment, you know, our genetics haven't changed in a hundred years. So it's the environment that's changed. Um, and, and I think we really need to refocus, as you're saying, you know, on on toxins and then think about how we can remove some of those toxins. For kids that don't have a diagnosis or for kids that do, um, you know, this is important for, for both. And and let's, you know, maybe move into that a little bit and talk about detoxification. So what are some of the the things that are the methods that you use or, or – you want parents to think about in terms of of detoxification if if you are wanting to do a little bit of this um you know with you or at home or with a practitioner what what should we be thinking about
2: well i think the biggest thing is to stop putting toxins in (laughs) right so that's going to be your biggest detoxifier so think Mm -hmm. i don't know that we want to go into that but think about where all the toxins are coming from that you're either putting in or on your child or they're breathing Mm -hmm. um so what the first thing I would do in detoxification is we need to be pulling those out. And ha- so I'm just going to give a little overview of the body for those who don't know, yeah. um, we have cellular waste and we have the stuff that goes in our mouth and circulates around the body through digestion. And, um, and that waste needs to all get processed through the liver. So it gets taken through the liver and this, uh, cellular detoxification happens, That big bulk of toxins gets put into the bile and that bile goes through the intestines to go out in the feces many of the kids on the spectrum and probably many adults i suspect just in general are constipated so they're not letting that stuff go out their body and then also as that feces compacts in the colon um what happens is our natural body system reabsorbs water and so if we have a lot of water soluble toxins in there it's going to reabsorb the toxins so our body just works so hard to get them through wherever it needed to go into the liver down into the intestines. And guess what? They just recirculate and, and, end up being another toxic load. So one of the things that will help that uh, them to not get recirculated is what's called binders. So activated charcoal is one of those binders. If your child swallows poison or anyone swallows poison, they give them activated charcoal. Why? Because that sponges up that toxin and it's going to let it go out of the body instead of get absorbed. So that's one example of what a binder is. They're like little sponges in the gut. And so you can use a variety of binders that will bind different compounds, either pathogens or metals or plastics, mold, toxins, mold is a big deal these days. So depending on what's in the child and you need to find out right for the right binder to use, um, then you, you use a binder and that'll help pull that out. And they, they poop it out rather than it recirculating activated charcoal is a good general promiscuous one to start with but it'll also take your bind your vitamins and your minerals and your food and it's it tends to be constipating so it's not the best one but even just giving a little activated charcoal could be helpful
1: interesting i've heard about activated charcoal forever but mm-hmm. i didn't really know
0: yeah i mean it's something why. that you might have like heard about it from like camping or things that a lot of people will take if they go traveling if you go to like mexico and you're worried okay. about like uh getting stomach bugged then then that's one of the things that people Doctors will have to say like, "Oh, take some activated charcoal with you, just in case you get a stomach bug, or if you're, you know, because it binds toxins, right? Mm-hmm. So it's definitely the the least least side effects you generally will have with it. But you still need to do these kind of things with a practitioner because, just like Luminar said, you know, if you're taking something every single day, you're not just binding the bad stuff; you're binding the good stuff too, mm-hmm. potentially. So you can uh, it can affect your nutrients also. So there's a ba- there's a balance, and it depends, you know, on each child what's the the right thing to do. And that's where and there are lots of different options. Um, but that's probably the most common one. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and also just, you know, in terms of detoxification, when when patients are coming to be and we're talking about it, a lot of times I, I like to run them through kind of, the, you know, you think about the main systems of how we get things out, right? Just like you said, pooping, peeing, and, and also sweating, right? So anything that you do, to increase going to the bathroom or sweating is going to get more toxins out for mm-hmm. good or, or bad, right? So th- those are, you know, if you want to do like basic things at home, it's like exercise, right? Get down and sweat. That's going to detoxify you to a degree. And if we're not exercising, then everything's sitting inside. If you're not pooping, how do you get your, your, your toxins out? What do you think? Right? We're peeing and pooping out. If you're if you're not pooping, you know, once a day or if you're going once a week, of course you're going to have a toxic load, <laughs> Right?
2: Yeah. And you also, you know, parents might see their, when the kids have rashes, eczema, psoriasis, this Mm -hmm. is all a sign that the toxins are going out through the skin instead of the normal route, which is, you know, the throughout poop is our our biggest way to eliminate toxins. Obviously the skin is a big detox organ, but when you're seeing rashes and stuff like that, um, it's, it means it's a liver gallbladder issue and things are not going out through the digestive tract like they should. Mm
1: -hmm. Interesting. So what do you do for rashes and things like that? The same type of thing?
2: Well, you know, there could be allergies and other food sensitivity type Mm -hmm. stuff going on. So it takes a little digging and investigation. Mm -hmm. So we want to first stop anything that's offensive that's going in. And, uh, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff to do for the gut, um, with microbial balance and parasites and, um, and then binders like binders are always the first step for me. And it's just, you have to find out which one is to use. So you have to do some digging into what's going on in the child. And that for me is going to pull, start pulling toxins out the gut through the poop Instead of the skin. Now it could be more complicated than that, and a little bit more of a protocol. But that's where I would start.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and it's just reminding everyone who's listening: everything is very nuanced with with patients, and there's no way, you know, to appropriately uh, on a podcast or anything, social media to tell you what to do for your kid. Right? Every kid is different, and that's why you got to work with a practitioner. And if you have questions and you want to work with somebody like Luminara, then she's going to take. She's not just going to be like, oh, take this. You know, you're going to get a history and you're going to learn and you're going to you're going to figure out what's going to be the best thing. And we all all practitioners have their their protocols and their go tos and the things that they learn work the best. But you're always tailoring it to each right. child um, because you know if there's one kid that's constipated, then you're going to be doing things to make sure that they're pooping. You're not going to just give them a whole bunch of binders and then it doesn't come out. Right, <laughs> right? right, So, right, right. you know, every, every kid is different. But, you know, especially when it comes to autism, you run into this compounding issue, right, where you're like, okay, we want them to poop more, but then they're picky eaters and you're having trouble getting food in. So then you get into more of a cycle because then now they're constipated and they're not eating and they're not eating the right food. So it, it, it is complicated. But the important thing is to get on a path towards healing and to do one step at a time. Yeah. And the
2: first thing I think parents can do if their child has autism or is anywhere on the spectrum is to look at the diet, take those toxins out of the diet, you know, the food coloring, the additives, Mm -hmm. eat whole foods. I know it's hard with picky eaters, but like that, that's where you go to a practitioner and you say, okay, how can we um, change things in the body or shift what's going on? Or how can we supplement with nutrients So that the child gets everything. Like I have parents who give um pancakes with chicken in them, like pureed chicken and um smoothies with green, like vegetable and Mm -hmm. uh fruit greens and stuff. Um, so they get nutrients from whole foods. So there's like little tricky ways to get things in too. But the first you know, we have to get those in, but also stop giving like Cheetos and Doritos and soda and like yeah, you know, skittles. And like, I hear a lot, you know, most kids, uh, that I talk to, uh, the parents I talk to their kids are eating chicken nuggets and French fries. Well, that's okay. Once in a while, but not every single day as a routine. So we have to look at what's going in the body. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we should, I always like to end on you know, some positive whenever we can. And, and I think for a lot of parents, you know, whether they there's a lot of doom and gloom, right. And if you do have a child who's uh, not neurotypical, then, then, it can be really tough and, and you don't necessarily see the light in the tunnel. But I can say for sure, and I'm curious what your experience is, uh, You know, if you do move things in a different direction for families, then a lot of the symptoms potentially – can resolve or improve i've definitely seen kids that had the diagnosis of autism that over years lose that diagnosis wow um Mm -hmm. definitely other natural integrative practitioners and and regular doctors too have seen this over time but you definitely see it more in the integrative space because people go through these kind of protocols like like you're talking about so i'm just i'm curious about you know some of your experience working uh, with these patients and and some of the, the positives that you have seen over, over the long run, because I think that's really helpful for parents to hear uh, a practitioner like you who works with patients and kind of over the, you know, five, 10 years you're working with patients and do you see kids lose the diagnosis improve significantly? What are your, what are your thoughts on kind of what you see in the the long run uh, for some patients, you know, if they follow things and, and there are the right circumstances.
2: I've seen the range. Um, first of all, people that tend to come to me have been to many, many other doctors or practitioners. Um, what I tend so they have done the testing, they've done supplements, they've done all kinds of things. But the things that I find a lot of practitioners aren't doing is opening up the body's drainage systems in the right order. So once we do that um, and even start implementing the binders that I talked about, we can see differences in as little as two weeks. I see anxiety decrease. I see moodiness decrease. I see, um, attention get better. I see eye contact get better. Um, I see kids start to talk now this isn't all within two weeks, but this is the beginning of those things happen. Well, within a couple of weeks, we can reduce the anxiety and the moodiness. And, um, and once we got them on binders and pooping, life changes really completely and um and so i've seen speech come on i've seen like kids not be able to like if you're asked a yes or no question they don't answer appropriately they don't know their yes or their no so that's a big one for a lot of kids some Mm. somehow and i've seen that like that cognitive or comprehension ability improve um and their ability to express and say what they really want their social interactions Um, you know, it depends on where they start, but you name it, I see huge changes. And again, it's over time. I work with one-on-one with most clients over a year. And, you know, the problems we start with when, when we start working together versus the ones when we're a year in are just completely different. They're like, Oh, how do we get better at math? How do we get up to grade level versus my my kids screaming all the time? Mm -hmm.
1: Wow,
0: I I think that's, that's beautiful. And it's so important to hear because I don't think there's enough shared about the positive side of, of you know, recovery, if you want to call it, or, um, you know, working towards some some certain goals, depending on what the, the issues that each parent is facing. But the autism rates keep going up. And, and this is a new problem. It really is a new problem. And, and a lot of practitioners, you know, inc- even including myself, I'm not an autism specialist. I certainly work with lots of kids. But, th- you know, this is something that it's really important that if you you know, do want to move in a different direction with your family? Then you have to seek out somebody like Luminara, who does this on a daily basis, who works with kids um, neuro, you know, for neurodevelopment. and and you have to work with somebody consistently over a long period of time. This is not a magical pill that you just give them and oh, you know, they're they're running and doing math, right? It's it's a you're changing a lifestyle around so that way you're 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 building a healthier lifestyle to help them build a stronger body and brain and and just function uh, more optimally. So that way, hopefully over time, not over two days or two weeks, you might see a little bit of change, but you're talking about long-term change commitment over years.
2: Absolutely. As they say, uh, autism recovery is a marathon, not a sprint.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Wow. And you are starting
1: your own podcast. Isn't that correct, Luminara? Yes, I am. Do you want to tell people where they can find you so when that's up and going, they can listen? Because there's so many parents out there that uh, need you. And we're grateful for your work. Um, so tell everyone where they can find you.
2: And yeah, my website is autismtransformed.com. That's transform as in past tense mm-hmm. with an ED, because I want to see the transformations that kids have. The podcast will be up there and then wherever Else, people listen to podcasts, and um, I'm actually moving also next year to more um, helping more people at once. So I'm going to I, I have a program that I can have many people join at once. We'll have a community. We already do have a community forming, and and then I'll guide them through the process that I've done um, with one-on-one clients. So that's another way to be able to get this kind of effective help for your
0: child with autism. That's great.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful.
0: Great. Awesome. Well thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And this is such an important topic. It's a becoming an even more important topic and it's just gonna probably keep getting more important unless we make a change. So let's uh you know, if you have any questions or you wanna reach out, please do and, and, and you know, you're an amazing resource for everything in this in this world and space. So we just thank you for, for taking the time to talk to us today.
2: Yeah, thanks so much. Together we can we can change the world, really. Yes, yes. Thanks. Thank you.
0: She's amazing, doing amazing work. She is, and, and I, I always love ending on a positive note because it is so important to realize that there are a lot of things that you can do, and whether your child has autism or not, uh, toxins are important for all of our health, and really the same principles are true for any child and any adult. There are certainly nuances and different things you're going to do depending on a specific situation, but the principles hold true for all of us. We're all at high risk of chronic disease at this point if you don't already have one or two or three, Um, and we're all going to have or be taking a medication at some point soon if you're not already looking at the statistics. So we have to do something about this. It's so important to talk about it. Um, and, and there are things that we can do to change it because I've seen it and uh, Luminara has seen it and many practitioners that I have worked with or talked to have seen it where you can take somebody from a place where they were told they have diagnosis, whatever, and they're going to have that for life. And then you can change their lifestyle and change what they eat and change what you do and improve their detoxification and, they get better and maybe not 100% better, but maybe 50% better. But that can be life changing for some people or they can completely lose a diagnosis that they were told they wouldn't have for life. So, you know, there's that the, is amazing. It is amazing. And it's it's a disaster in the medical field that this is where we are. We need to be working together to do this and stop telling people that this is a life, you know, diagnosis, sentence. A life sentence when it may or may not be. It doesn't mean that, that there aren't things that can be a life sentence. Of course there are. But Um, At the same time, there are solutions to some of these uh, issues if you change their life instead of just giving them medication. um, There's more that needs to be done to change the the path of where we're going.
1: I just want to talk about this. We were talking about this off air um, just between the two of us, but I think it's really interesting and I think it's really important for people to know. Doctor and I were talking about the fact that you know, how many sick kids, and you said, I don't really – see that many sick, sick, sick kids anymore, right? Or I don't Mm -hmm. see that many, none of my patients really end up in the hospital for this or that. And why is that? It's because generally speaking, Mm -hmm. you're an integrative medicine Mm -hmm. doctor, my pediatrician, that your clients, your patients have parents that that have subscribed to these healthier Mm -hmm. lifestyle practices, right? That are already on top of Removing toxins and and having a healthier diet. And that's just really interesting. Yeah, I, I like if you compare it to when you were somewhere other, else.
0: Exactly. I mean it's it's not that I'm some sort of wizard or whatever. It's He's a wizard. Okay, fine, maybe. Mm-hmm. But definitely not. It's it's just more of I think it's a self-selecting group of people who already have some sort of natural minded inclination, think about some of these things already, or if they come and then we we talk about these things a little bit more. Um, and, and by and large, especially in comparison to the places I've worked, uh, at in the past with my own patients, very rarely do I have to do antibiotics. Very rarely, very rarely do someone end up in the hospital or get really sick. It's not never, That's you know? amazing. but it's almost guys. never, I mean, when I was in my old practices, you know, all the, let's say antibiotic doses, I had them all memorized. It was really easy. Now I have to look up everything cause it's so rare to have to do it. Um, so I have to double check to make sure that I'm doing something correctly because I just, you know, like maybe once a month, maybe twice a month, I'll have to, do an antibiotic. It's so rare. It's insane. And that is a a function of, I think, the patients and the lifestyle that they live uh, and also just having a a lower interest in doing a medication. So it's kind of the last resort versus the first resort. So it's just, it's all those things together.
1: This is amazing. Uh, I think, I would, we'd love to hear from you because I think this is amazing information and not everybody realizes that a lot of parents just are constantly going to the doctor and constantly getting another antibiotic and another one and another one for ear infections and or throat infection, whatever it is, right?
0: My TED talk will just be on this, you know?
1: Yes. <laughs> this is a good TED talk. So we'll let will do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, parents, please do write in, email us, ask the doctor your questions, tell us your experience, and um, let's all just keep raising the bar on ourselves so we can raise amazing children. Thank you all so much for joining us each week. Please be sure to subscribe to the Raising Amazing Podcast so you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at Raising Amazing Podcast to catch any extra fun goodies for you and your kiddos. And if you'd like to submit a question to be featured on the show, you can send in your questions to Raising Amazing Podcast at gmail.com along with your name and your city. That's it for us for now. We'll catch you next Wednesday on raising amazing. Happy parenting. May the force be with you.